welcome to the conversation about BL, aka the Brown Liquor Podcast. And there it is. I'm Ben. I'm Nini. And we're your drunk Caribbean uncle and auntie who are sitting on the porch in the rocking chairs. Four times a year, we pop in to talk about what's going on in the BL world. We shoot the shit about stories, all the drama going into them. I review from a queer media lens. And I review from a romance and drama lens. So if you like cracked out takes and really intense emotional analysis. If you like talking about artistry, industry, and the discourse. And if you generally just love simping. There is a lot of simping on this podcast. We are the show for you. It has been so long since we did this. We have recorded so much since we did the Vibe Awards on a whim a year ago. By my count, we have done 32 episodes, and this will be episode 33. That means we've spoken about somewhere between 40 and 50 shows this year. Probably more. Oof. That's like three times as many as I usually watch. (laughs) That's about what I watch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, real shit. I actually did the math last night when we were prepping for this. I've completed like 75 BLs this year. You're actually down from last year. That's quite impressive. You did manage to fulfill your promise to watch a little bit less. My 23 dropped count is 19. I am proud of you, bestie. Good job. But that means like my total engagement is like around 90 goddamn two, which is not an improvement. That's <laughs> basically par. Listen, sometimes we just have to let go let flow. But we're not here to talk about the things you dropped because they were bad. We're here to celebrate the best of BL for 2023. Let's give the people who might be new to us an overview of what to expect over the next couple of releases from us, since the Vibe Awards might be new for some of them. So we are just going to talk about the best of BL for 2023. We're going to send our winners plates. Did we ever decide what was going to be on the plates that we were sending our winners? I don't know. It's definitely a plate of some sort that feels correct for us. Normally we'd say, oh, it'd be invites to the cookout, but we don't give those out just like that. We do not. The format of the Vibe Awards is we start with the actors and then we move into the work that they're doing and then the people supporting their work and then the total production itself. So the first outing is going to be the Acting Awards. The next outing will be the Ship Awards. The third will be what we call Immortal Technique, where we talk about all the people who you never see who make this shit work. And then we award all the top things and then we'll do a little bit of wrap up because it's never us if we don't put a little extra on it that extra is usually our special class awards last year we only gave out two special class awards 
This year we have rather a few more. By the way, you saying top things just hilarious because it is the top things. I don't want to try and mimic your accent. It feels mean. (laughs) (laughs) Top things. That's what we're doing. Anyway, so tonight we are on actors. So let's take it away. Mr. DeMille, do you mind if I say a few words? Thank you. I just want to tell you all how happy I am to be back in the studio making a picture again. You don't know how much I've missed all of you. And I promise you I'll never desert you again. Because after Salome, we'll make another picture and another picture. You see, this is my life. It always will be. There's nothing else. Just us. And the cameras. And those wonderful people out there in the dark. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. So our first category is Rising Star, and the Rising Star Award goes to an actor in their first main role who is very clearly going places. Ben, who's our runner-up? Let's talk about last year. So last year, the winner of this award was Nunu Chawarin, or the work he did on Kitty Pie and the musical work he did, most notably the work he did on Kunchai. This year... We focused on their role in the show itself and some of the pieces moving around them, which tells us a lot about people's belief in them. So our runner-up for this year is Ojun Tech for The Eighth Sense and his role of Kim Ji-hyun. In engaging with some of the behind-the-scenes content, we learned that he was the first person who was cast, and they built a lot of the cast around their compatibility with him. That's a lot of burden to put on a young actor. After watching the show, I completely understand. A lot of the times these stories are constructed in a way for the audience to project onto the protagonist. So they try to make them a cipher as much as possible. And I think he brings a lot of specific personality to this character in playing an otherwise sort of lovable country kid in the big city. I think he does a really stellar job and i've been thinking about him and his performance over the whole year so ojin tech is our runner-up for rising star and well deserved i think so who beat him i'll tell you who beat him our rising star for 2023 is fourth natawat come on was it gonna be anybody else Fourth took on two roles this year, Gun in My School President and Li Ming in Moonlight Chicken, and crushed them both. Two very different boys with two very different characters, I think. He put a lot of work in, and it shows on screen. Seriously, guys, if you haven't seen Moonlight Chicken, if you haven't seen My School President... I suggest you watch them both and just kind of marvel at this kid. He's so talented. I haven't seen raw talent like that for a while. He is our rising star. It also factors into how much we've seen him since then. You can feel how impactful 
his debut was. GMMTV's clearly put a lot of resources behind that kid right now. I was particularly impressed by the reveal that Alf allowed Forth to choose his partner. I remain impressed with the self-awareness that went into choosing Gemini. I genuinely hope that he has a very good 2024. Congratulations, Forth, our rising star Vibe Award winner for 2023. You get a plate. Our next award is the Best Cast Award. This is a group award that is given to a cast where they're all individually talented, but as a whole, the cast is greater than the sum of their individual parts. I'm going to go first this time with our runner-up. I fought for and won the opportunity (laughs) to give the runner-up to the cast of Only Friends. Now, you would have heard us earlier in this season, basically pan only friends. It wasn't great. However, what was phenomenal about only friends was the cast. All the acting, how the cast worked together, the individual characters. I think that the only friends cast deserved a chance at the best cast award and they didn't win, but they came damn close. So, Kaotung, first, Force, Book, Mark, and Neo. To me, they are those characters. What they put into that show is the best stuff that came out of that show. So, for me, yeah, they're our runner-up, best cast, the only Friends cast. So, who is our winner for best cast, Ben? The winner for best cast this year goes to our dining table. Inukai Atsuhiro, Ijima Hiroki, Meya Makuga, and Haruda Ryuji in particular. I think that the best cast award goes to a group that collectively elevates the work that they're in. It's often easy to build around one really strong actor. Everyone is really talented in the small cast of our dining table, and they make the debut for a really young actor in Mayam Akuga as enjoyable as possible. Seeing the work that they did behind the scenes to adjust their performances to accommodate him, to let him lead in the scenes because he at least understood the job and what they were trying to accomplish in the scene and working around him. You don't see it much in the final product of the show, but you can feel the benefit of it because of how effortless the chemistry between the cast itself is. It's really important for me in a romance that also features family dynamics that the family dynamics honestly outperform the romantic dynamics. And this cast delivers at every level in this. I just really truly love the collective performance of this cast in our dining table from the way Inukai and Ijima work with each other to build out this really earnest building relationship between the two of them to the way they work with Mayama Kuga as Tane to the way 
Papa Ueda ends up supporting the romance going on between them and giving them the pushes they need when the two of them have their heads up their asses about each other. It was really excellent, and it's one of the best examples of a cast consistently working well together. So, that is our winner for Best Cast for 2023. We will be sending you all a plate. Moving on to our next award, Best Pair. This goes to, as before, in the best cast, people who are individually talented, but also as a pair, they're greater than the sum of their individual parts. So Ben, who is our runner-up for best pair? Our runner-up for this year goes to Bright Rapipong and Nankul Chanon for their work in I Feel You Linger in the Air, which... May surprise some of you who listened to our I Feel You Linker in the Air episode. But I genuinely like the work the two of these guys did together. T is not the director who I think pulls a really great romantic performance out of people. Because I feel like a lot of his energies are directed elsewhere. His best work comes from actors who are really good at building those emotions between each other and who understand the vision that they're trying to accomplish. Because I engage with behind the scenes content and watch their interviews and see the prep they do ahead of time. Bright and non-cool are one of the standouts of the year. They have a very difficult job to do in dealing with the power dynamics of their characters, the fantastical elements between them. And honestly, difficulties with the way this particular work was adapted. I was incredibly impressed by them. The two of them were extremely compelling. And I think the two of them capture some of the best couple chemistry we got to see this year in terms of feeling like two men who were in an active, developing, and passionate relationship with each other. Fantastic work by Bright Rapipong and Nongkul Chanon. But the winner of the Best Pair Award this year goes to Hagiwara Riku and Yagi Yusei for Utsukushikari 2 and Utsukushikari Eternal. Let me tell y'all, nobody else could have played this couple like these two together. There is something about Hira and Kiyoi that just fits these two. There's something about the dynamic there that they have worked out as actors to play Hira and Kiyoi in the way that they do. To me, they are Hira and Kiyoi, and that works not just because of the actors individually, but how they are interacting. You and I spoke a bit in the spring about how it was clear that Yagi had upped his game And part of him upping his game was to match, to pace with Hagiwara Riku and how much working with Hagiwara Riku helped Yagi Yusei to bring his game up. To me, that's part of being a good acting pair as well. This positive feedback loop where if one is slightly 
more experienced or slightly better than the other, that it challenges the other one to up their game. And then it becomes like a virtuous cycle where they just keep hitting newer and newer heights. When it comes to Hagiwariku and Yagiyusei, I think that that was what was achieved with them. Because you see the spiral upward from Utsukushikari to Utsukushikari 2. By the time they hit Eternal, it's perfection. So I am giving it to Hagiwariku and Yagiyusei for Utsukushikari 2 and Utsukushikari Eternal. Congratulations. Your plate is in the mail. Our next award is Best Actor. And this is really simple. This one goes to the best performance of the year. Our runner-up for Best Actor goes to Inukai Atsuhiro for playing Yutaka in Our Dining Table. Now, Inukai is a phenomenal actor. A phenomenal actor. I have seen probably about three or four different Inukai characters, and he's such a chameleon that at first I don't even realize that they're played by the same person. The same person who plays Zetai BL, the same person who plays KX Yaku, the same person who plays Our Dining Table. To me, that's mind-blowing. What can I even say about Inukai as Yutaka? The way that he plays Yutaka's blossoming, his opening up after he meets Minoru, I can't even describe how real that feels, how real it felt to watch Yutaka blossom like that. I'm not going to delve too deeply into it because I would just go on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever because Inukai is just amazing to me. I don't know how he does it. Okay. Our winner for Best Actor of the Year goes to Neo Tri for Only Friends. Neo succeeds at doing the rare thing where he plays a villain character so well and with so much humanity that he wins over the audience. Boston is set up in Only Friends to just be a fugly slut to cause problems and be discarded by the narrative. But Neo embodies Boston with so much real that he wins audience sympathy by the end. And many of us felt that the show deeply wronged his character by the way they chose to resolve the angst that he was involved in. It made us question the writing of the show. He makes Boston into such a genuine person that you feel the need to root for him. He's extremely talented and he is one of the bright spots in a show I have a lot of consternation about. So congratulations, sir. Your plate is in the mail. Moving on to the next category, which is the best acted scene. My category, because y'all know I'm the scene bitch. (laughs) 
this is the scene that's burning a hole in your brain. You absolutely can't forget it. It just makes you feral, makes you want to chew glass when you think about it. The runner-up in this category comes from Bedfriend, and it is the scene where King surprises Ua with a birthday cake. The look on James's face when the King character comes up with this cake. So the way that the scene is set up is that it's Ua's birthday. Ua has gone home for his birthday and had just the shittiest time. He comes to see King because he's intending basically to fuck the pain away. Comes in the door hot. He's like, okay, we're gonna do this. And King takes a step back. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, not that I'm not enjoying this, but are you okay, bro? And then he encourages Ua to calm down, to take a bath, and just breeze out, as we say in Trinidad. While Ua is in the bath, in comes King with this cake. And just the look on Ua's face, because Ua's never had a birthday cake. He has celebrated his birthday by himself with an empty plate with a candle on it for years. He's never had a birthday cake. King could not have known what the cake would mean to Ua. He couldn't have known. So the scene makes me insane. And it is carried by the look of awe and wonder on James's face when King brings this cake in for Ua. For me, that's the scene that burns a hole in my brain, can't stop thinking about it, makes me want to chew class of the millions of phenomenal scenes that I watched this year. So that's our runner-up scene. What is our winner scene, Ben? For this year... I am awarding Best Acted Scene to the I Feel You Linger in the Air team for the episode 11 sex scene between Yai and Jom that is tinged with grief from the impending doom hovering over them. We get a lot of really earnest scenes in BL of actors just flinging themselves at each other. And that can be a lot of fun, but sometimes it's too frenetic. It doesn't feel like the kind of stuff that happens between two people who know themselves who really like each other. These two manage to capture a really special kind of eroticism between their characters and play out some really interesting male-male sexual dynamics without actually having to do much of an explicit scene that's supported really well by the use of intercuts and other audio and the music. It's an incredible scene that feels unique in that it's sex happening between two men who love each other, who know that there's no way they can stop one of them from dying. And that's not easy to do. So, I feel you linger in the air. Congratulations on winning another plate.
our final category in the acting awards is the best delivered line. So this is a new category. We didn't have this category last year. Before we get into this category, we're going to have to talk about translation for a bit. One of the real challenges of being English speakers who watch BL is we are fully reliant on the strength of translation to fully engage with these shows. Subbing in itself is an art form because the person who gives us the line that we're reading here is probably not the person who wrote the original script. I will spoil slightly and say that both of the winners this year are from Korea. I think a big part of why this is so has to do with the fundamentals of the way the Korean language is structured. It's a planned language, unlike a lot of the other languages that kind of evolve organically. And the goals that the Korean political and media and economic arms have means that Korea is very involved in trying to make it so that the rest of us watch their stuff. So I think on average, the likelihood that we'll get a decent translation is higher from Korea than it might be from the other countries that produce BL regularly. I think that's an important thing to lay out. Having spent a lot of time reading various translations, particularly of Asian languages, but generally of most languages, you get the understanding of how limited as a language English is and how many ideas and concepts just simply don't have a good translation into English. With that said, the runner-up for the best delivered line. Ben, you take this one. Unsurprisingly, it's from my favorite Korean production of the year, our dating sim, and my favorite boy of the year. From Shin Gite, have you been well without me? That line has stuck in my brain the whole year. The way he delivers this line captures the exact kind of desperation that really underlined his character and the frustration and hurt that he's been holding this whole time that he's been so brave about. That's why it ends up being our runner up. So the winner of this category, the best delivered line of 2023, it's actually a line in response to another line and it's part of a couplet of lines and it comes from the eight cents. Chihuan asked Jihyun, why did you kiss me? And Jihyun said, to give you trauma. Come on, guys. How is that not the best line of the year? Just the way that it was delivered, it was just so sassy. You get the sense throughout the first few episodes of The Eight Sense that there is this kind of sassy element to Jihyun, even though he seems like this scared country mouse. But this is, like, really sassy and flirty. He's been, like, crushing on this dude and getting some current from him. But this is the first indication that something is happening, happening here. And for him to just throw out that sassy little line, like, 
I'm going to traumatize you. <laughs> I love that country <laughs> twink so much. <laughs> he basically is like, I'm going to ruin your life and you're going to like it. <laughs> I loved it so much. It was so delightful. It has stuck in my head completely. And that is why it wins the Vibe Award 2023 for the best delivered line in all of BL this last year. We have now awarded our acting awards. Next up, tomorrow, should be tomorrow if I'm editing correctly, will be the Ship Awards. Got four Ship Awards to give out, including our now we've decided annual Battle Royale Best Side Ship. So look out for that and we'll see you tomorrow. That is going to wrap us up on this episode of The Conversation, the Vibe Awards acting categories. We out. Say bye to the people, Ben. Peace.